0: Hello and welcome to the Zeroed Finals Podcast. My name is Tom and in this episode I'm going to be talking to you about ear, nose and throat infections. And if you want to follow along with written notes on this topic, you can follow along at Zerodfinals.com slash Ent Infections or in the infectious diseases section of the Zeroed Finals Medicine book. So let's get straight into it. Tonsillitis Otitis media and rhinosinusitis are most commonly caused by viral infections and do not require antibiotics and these infections will usually resolve without treatment over one to three weeks. Antibiotics should be reserved for people who are immunocompromised or those with significant comorbidities, severe infections or infections that fail to resolve. NICE guidelines are supportive of using something called a delayed prescription in the community where patients can collect antibiotics if their symptoms don't improve or they get worse after around three days. Let's talk about the bacteria that cause ENT infections. Bacterial tonsillitis is most commonly caused by group A streptococcus infections, mainly streptococcus pyogenes. But remember that otitis media, sinusitis and tonsillitis not caused by group A strep Are most commonly caused by Streptococcus pneumoniae. And other causes of ENT infections are Haemophilus influenza, Moraxella catarralis and Staphylococcus aureus. So let's start by talking about tonsillitis. Tonsillitis is most commonly viral and doesn't require antibiotics. You can use something called the CENTOR criteria to estimate the probability that tonsillitis is due to a bacterial infection and whether they require or would benefit from antibiotics. A score of less than 3 indicates they're unlikely to benefit from antibiotics. A score of 3 or more gives a 40-60% to probability of bacterial tonsillitis, and it's appropriate to offer some antibiotics. So one point is given for each of the following four characteristics. A fever above 38 degrees. Tonsillar exudates, and these are those little white spots of pus that you can see on the tonsils. Absence of a cough, so if they have a cough, they score zero. If they don't have a cough, they score one. And the final feature is tender anterior cervical lymph nodes or lymphadenopathy. So, this is when you feel the front of their neck, you can feel enlarged lymph nodes that are tender, and that scores them one point. The typical first-line treatment for bacterial tonsillitis is penicillin V, also called phenoxymethylpenicillin, penicillin, and this is given for a 10-day course. So it's a long course of antibiotics to make sure you clear that group A streptococcus. Alternative antibiotics, which also happen to offer a broader spectrum of antibiotic coverage, are coamoxiclav, clarithromycin, and doxycycline next let's talk about otitis media. And otitis media is where you get that bulging tympanic membrane caused by an infection in the inner ear. It's difficult to distinguish between bacterial and viral otitis media. It presents with ear pain and when you look in the ear you see that red bulging tympanic membrane. If the eardrum perforates, there can be discharge from the ear as the pus from the inner ear starts to leak through the perforated eardrum or tympanic membrane and out of the ear. Otitis media usually resolves within three to five days without antibiotics. If patients are systemically unwell, then it's still worth considering admission for IV antibiotics. If you decide to give antibiotics to treat otitis media, an appropriate initial antibiotic would be amoxicillin. Alternatives in penicillin allergy would be clarithromycin or erythromycin, which are both macrolides. And a second line antibiotic, if they're not responding to amoxicillin after two days, is comoxiclav. Remember this is again penicillin based, so it can't be given in penicillin allergy. Next let's talk about sinusitis. Sinusitis can be bacterial or viral The NICE recommend providing an antibiotic if the patient is systemically very unwell. However, most patients don't require antibiotics. Sinusitis can last quite a long time and it usually lasts between two to three weeks and it resolves without treatment. The NICE guidelines suggest the following management. If the symptoms are there for less than 10 days, no treatment is required and they can just do simple self-care. If there's no improvement after 10 days, then consider two weeks of high-dose steroid nasal spray to reduce the inflammation in the sinuses and improve symptoms. If there's no improvement after 10 days and there's likely to be a bacterial cause, consider a delayed or immediate prescription for antibiotics. Penicillin V, which is phenoxymethylpenicillin, for a five-day course is typically the first-line treatment for sinusitis, which you suspect is due to a bacteria. Coamoxiclav can be used as a second-line antibiotic if they don't respond after at least two to three days. And alternatives, and in patients with penicillin allergy, you can consider clarithromycin, erythromycin, which is probably the best choice in pregnancy, or doxycycline. So thanks for listening to this episode on ear, nose and throat infections. If you found it helpful and you want written notes on this topic and all the other podcast topics, head over to Amazon and pick up a copy of the Zero to Finals Medicine book. It's got detailed and concise notes on over 160 topics across 10 specialties in medicine and it's designed specifically to contain the key facts and guidelines that you need to pass your medical exams. If you don't fancy picking up a copy of the book, you can find all the notes, videos, illustrations, podcasts, questions, everything completely free without having to sign up or give away any of your information on the Zero to Finals website at zerotofinals.com. I hope you tune in for the next episode which will be on intra-abdominal infections.